Amen. Amen. Whenever God rings a dinner bell, it's good to come to the table. Amen. Amen. It's it's true. Amen. Amen. I know we can all relate to that, right? I had three sisters and, and no brothers, and, and we took the place of little men. <laughs> we was dressed as rough as polo boys, but we made sure we got to the table on time. We made sure whatever mama said, we did it. You learned how to do it with joy. You didn't stick your mouth out no more and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good thing to be disciplined to the table of God. You know, he sets a table for us on a regular basis so that we can receive and partake of spiritual food. And and we need it because we are spirit. We are not carnal people anymore. So as spirit people, we need spiritual food on a regular. <clears throat> Amen. So it's always good. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Lord, we always receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. And we need you more than ever, Lord. We It's just, and you know that, Lord, because you provided already. Uh, our, our needs are not a surprise to you. Uh, provision is always here. And we're so thankful for that, Lord. So we bless you, we honor you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So today we're going to talk about the fact that conversion brings about healing. Amen. Conversion always brings about healing. Now, what do we mean by conversion? Um, you, you, when you think about <clears throat> situations that we uh, find ourselves in where we need to be healed and, and we'll talk specifically today about physical healing because that's something that, uh, we need on a continual basis. Um, much of our physical trouble comes from the world that we live in and how we respond to it. Uh, you know, nowadays you can get information so easily. We're used to, uh, I remember back in the day, uh, I worked in hospitals and, and uh, there was a, a book called a PDR, Physician's Desk Reference. It had all the pictures of all the pills and they were expensive and they would turn up missing from from the hospital. They came locked with a chain at the desk so nobody took them because it was valuable information in there. Amen. It told you about all the drugs, all the side effects, all the this and the that. Now you can just Google something. And you get all that information. And see, that information is good and bad. Because if your your soul goes hungering for something that's not lining up with God's word, you're going to feed on that. And that part of you becomes stronger in its faith for that thing. For instance, if you, if you, you know, the, you go to the doctor with symptoms and you get a diagnosis, and then you come home, you know, used to be you just understood what the doctor understood about it. And they told you what they wanted you to know. And you were fine. But nowadays you can go on WebMD and look it all up and find out every single little side effect and keep checking yourself to see if you got this, got that. You understand what I'm saying. So what you feed is what you you've already put your confidence in that to a degree. See, the fact that you go looking for more indicates that you got some faith in it. Amen. We don't pursue things we don't believe in. Hello. 
Amen. So you're not looking for healing if you Google a disease. Uh, we get healing from the word, right? That's what I thought yesterday when I went to last night when I went to bed, we got healing from the word. So this morning when I woke up, I think it's the same thing. It has not changed. And so uh, we we have to. I say that to say that the challenge somehow is greater to walk in health and to get your your spirit man converted to where that's all you believe. Because in order really to receive from God, you can't have any faith in anything other than what he says about it. So you can't be invested in uh, what natural symptoms are like and what this is like and what that's like. And, and say you're really pursuing healing. What you're trying to do is get some because you're at least curious to know what all the symptoms are. And if you're looking to get rid of them, why are you looking for what they are? Why are you looking for more if you're trying to get less? Hmm? Let's think about it. Because this is where the battle is won or lost. And whether or not you're fully persuaded that what God has promised, he's able to perform it. Amen. So partial persuasion is always looking for something in the natural out of curiosity to wonder. You start wondering. I wonder if it's getting better or getting worse. Well, neither. If you've received from God, you're healed. So how are you going to get better or worse than healed? Just be healed, period, with nothing added to it. See, see, this is why we we. Make the T-shirts. This is why we do the do. This is to remind us what the truth is about us as covenant people with God. The truth is you're healed, period. You're not healed when. You're not healed if. You're not healed and. You're healed, period. Nothing added to it. Nothing taken away from it. Or you're healed if you do this. You understand what I'm saying? You're either healed or you're not. You have to settle that in your heart once and for all. And once you settle it, then you fight the temptation of curiosity about something other than what you say you believe. See, if if I'm married, I'm married, period. I'm not married in until he do so and so and such and such. Poppy, can I get an amen back there? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? But how many people let those thoughts run through their minds? If he does so and so, I better not catch it. I better not. Huh? See, thoughts run through everybody's mind, but you don't grab onto them and nurture them. You cast them down. You said, no, I'm not married until I'm married till death do us part. And I ain't intending to commit no murder or nothing around here, so I guess we're going to ride it out like we always been doing. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. And so 
we have to be that way about every standard that God sets for us. You know, you have to be adamant about it and, and immovable. So conversion happens when you have eliminated all the contrary thoughts to what you desire from God. So once you eliminate significance from certain things, like the symptoms, do does it look better or worse? Huh? You know, you, you have to go to the doctor for a blood pressure pill and and you're looking for your blood pressure to go down and start shooting up all over the place. They give you more pills. And you say, I thought I was getting better. You healed. That right there don't mean nothing. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? What you see, what, what, uh, uh, what, what, you, what your eyes are, are getting fooled by, you know, uh, it means nothing. It's just a trick of the eye. Amen. They have a, a, a French word for that, trompe l'oeil, and it means to fool the eye. So you ever look at these paintings that have different dimensions to them and it looks like they're jumping off the page or something? They do that. And see, the enemy is like that with symptoms. They'll still start jumping off the page at you to trick your eye into thinking that it's significant to what Calvary did 2,000 years ago. See, Jesus took sickness away from us. For us, it don't exist anymore. Oh! Well, what is this? What? That ain't nothing right there, not compared to what he did. That little stuff, I don't care how debilitating it is. I don't care what stage it is. One, two, three, four, ten, whatever. They can make some stages up for you if they want to. It's aggressive this and, and what you, you, if you go crawl up in your Bible and, and seclude yourself that there and purpose in your heart to only believe God's word, you can drive out Errant thoughts, unbelief, doubt, and sickness symptoms with it. You know, the Bible says whoever dwells in in this land will never say, I am sick. So we're dwelling in the land of promise. We won't say, I am sick, because you're not. That word is so lifeless and, and lacking of substance, you can blow it away. The word sick, you can go, and it just disappears because there's no substance to it. Not in light of what Jesus took all sicknesses away from us. He either did or he didn't. Now, you're going to fight with him to hold on to it or take it back? or Yeah, I would go over to Y, but it's a little chilly outside. (laughs) When it was warm, I'd go strut over there in a minute. I ain't going over there today. You know what I'm saying? So really, we're fighting with him to take something back that he's already taken from the foundation of the earth. Eternally, we're healed. We're never sick. Not in this kingdom. Amen. But you have to believe it. You must grab it by faith and make it yours. 
So you make it yours by receiving it, by saying, I believe I received my healing. I'm praying today, and Jesus, I thank you that by your stripes I'm healed, and I got it. I got it now. You can't have it for the future. You must have it now. Well, what about my, what about them? You're, you're comparing something temporal against something eternal. Comparing apples and oranges. You can't compare this, what's going on in this present world. It's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors. He took your pain too. You know, that's, that's where the enemy tries to pin us down. If something's painful, oh, we gotta run and get it taken care of right away because well, he bore your pains. Talk to him about it. And you'll find that that pain will leave. <laughs> Amen. See, we don't talk to him enough about the things that he's done for us. Huh? So to be converted means to, to, to all the leaven of religion is swept out of your brain. And you only believe the word of God. So every crevice in your soul that would carry doubt and would, would, would harbor unbelief has been swept out by the word of God. You've had a brainwash. Huh? And so your meditation begins to take shape. It begins to shape your world that you're, you're beginning to affirm and, and the world that God created for you is a sinless, sick less world no sin no sickness amen it's amazing we can be so concerned about did i do this right did i do that right did i do that right and we'll let symptoms hang on us as though they belong there well if you're if your sins are forgiven the sickness goes with that you can't hold on to well you're gonna pick and choose well, I choose to, to be a good girl, but I don't know why I can't get well because you don't see yourself as well as the way you really are. If you're sin free, you're sick free. Amen. There's no such thing as sickness. The curse causeless will not come. So we have no cause for the curse in our lives because our sins are forgiven. Past, present and future. Amen. God knows the sins you're going to commit before you commit them. And he's still already forgiven you. Amen. Amen. So why don't we turn. I think I'll start in Matthew 13. So conversion is extremely important, folks. This is is how you can claim uh, health, but yet have symptoms in your body is because your soul needs to be converted now to accept the whole thing. Your spirit already knows it. Your spirit then begins to feed your soul. And and as you meditate the word and meditate what God's giving you, then the conversion takes place. So Matthew 13, I think we start in verse 15. Let me see what it says here. Jesus is talking about the reason that he speaks to his, his disciples in parables. And parables are, or are, are, when you think about it, a parable has a, a superficial meaning on one level, then there's a deeper meaning underneath it. 
So it's a, a, uh, an example uh, of a thought, but you don't get the deeper meaning until you stop to question and meditate. See, a humble person will find the answer. Religious people, oh, I got it, I got it, run off and got nothing. You, you understand what I'm saying? Pride thing. So, in, in Christian people can operate on two levels. We can assume we know everything and run off with nothing, or we can wait back like the disciples did with Jesus. See, that's you. You hang back to get clarity on what you just heard. Instead of sitting up there and acting like you know everything with this look on your face like, oh, yeah, I got that. You you take it in and you begin to think to yourself, no, what, now, wait a minute. He said this, but it sounds like he means that. And it's that attitude of the disciple to want to know the nuggets, the truth. The stuff. Remember when when they fed the multitude, and everybody got fed. So the disciples were in the same meeting, being fed the same food as the common multitude people. But what happened later? They were assigned to go around and pick up the baskets of fragments that were left after the main meal, and this is what we feed off of. See, if you really want to get understanding of God's word, you can get it. So the disciples were there. Everybody had a basket. There's a basket for each disciple, right? Twelve baskets full. So it's like God is saying, all the revelation you need, I'm going to give it to you. It's yours for the taking. You are free to partake of that in any way that you want to. But for the true disciples, there is an, I call it an after meeting, meeting with God, where you go to him and you say, well, God, I didn't quite get this. And and and, and what is it that I get here? And and how do I do this? And, And what can I do? Now, I know that there was more we could do in the meeting tonight. And what was it? I want to know what that more is so that we can get more to help your people with you you got me and and so that's the disciples attitude always seeking for clarity always seeking for more not for your glory you know you don't want to be a millionaire and be a million million bestseller you know god can do that overnight we've seen him do that with people some of his servants you know who are diligent And so that's not a big thing for God to do. But what would be a big thing would be for him to uh, impart wisdom and knowledge to one of his ministers who are seeking it. And they, they have a worldwide ministry where multitudes get healed in one session. You, You got me? Where, where uh, tons of people are, 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 uh, uh, empowered believers are empowered and go out and take over a city by sharing christ with people in signs wonders and miracles like the early church did see that's what he's that's a big deal to god that's what he's seeking to do and this is how revelation and conversion 
takes place in those people. So parables have a, a, a two-pronged meaning, and sometimes four and five. You'll go back several times and get a twist on that word out of the same sermon because God's mind is so vast and his thoughts and his vision and all of that, his understanding is so great. What we do when we get that little nugget of revelation is we get like a, a scrap of his thinking and it almost drives us crazy. God told me something, you know, run off, tell everybody. Yeah! See, that's why you can't take a whole lot. You know, understand what I'm saying? You just, that, little, that little bit just blew your little mind. And so that's why it's good to come back for more. Keep coming back to the Lord. So we come back to the Lord by, um, reasoning with him in your mind you begin to think these things through that's what meditation really is y'all it's not uh, it, but repetition is good too because it trains your mind not to think of these crazy errant thoughts that the enemy would put in your mind so if you a thought comes to you and say oh you're gonna be like that for a long time and then you sit there and say no i'm not by his stripes i'm healed you got me and 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 this is how you're converted conversion means to uh uh flip from one to the other one amen it it really means uh that uh okay so we'll get to that so anyway matthew 13 and we'll start here Jesus says in verse 12, he said, um, 11, he answered and said, the disciples came to him and said, why do you talk to, to them in parables? Talking about the Pharisees. He said, he answered and said, because it is given to you to know the mysteries. Believers, humble people, followers, disciples. We're to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to them it's not given. That's why the religious get more religious. They'll never get it. Don't argue with people. Don't spend a whole lot of time. You ever try to somebody who's staunch, uh, denominational, don't believe in praying in tongues? You ever try to convince them to do it? I know. See, you learn better. Amen. You know now how to pray for an open door if that person's to receive enlightenment and all that kind of stuff. But oftentimes people just don't, they don't know there's another dimension in their spirit to go to where revelation resides. And to visit that place often. Amen. And to walk in that place in harmony with God at all times. They don't know that exists. So it says here to them is, is, is not given, but to you it is. He says, for whoever has, to him more will be given. Ooh. Okay. Now we're on the road. Seekers get more. Believers get more. Meditators get more. The more you have, the more is given to you. But to the one who don't have, even that what they think they have is taken away from them. So they're not humble to God they're not converted they're not in the spirit they're just walking around in the flesh they born again you know you don't take that away from people but you need more than that to build a life in God and you'll find many times religious people hang around people are powerful 
but they don't ever submit where they can get anything. They got everything already. You understand what I'm saying? They, they don't need nothing. They just biding their time, I guess. I don't know, but you need to be paying attention. You understand what I'm saying? He says, therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they see not. They're looking, but they're still blind. Hearing they hear not. They be sitting right up there beside you, listening to the same sermon you're listening to and get nothing. Neither do they understand. Try to talk to somebody one time and ask them about the things that you you share freely about God and see where you go with that. Amen. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah saying, by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand and seeing you shall see and not perceive. And that was so true of the Pharisees, the doctors of the law, all those really put the people in the religious system, the temple religious system at the time of Jesus. They came and sat on the front row at all of his meetings and he would look at him. He said, now, why are you thinking like that? He'd tell them their thoughts and they go, I, me? Who? <laughs> what? Huh? He said, why reason ye in your hearts? He knew exactly what they thought all the time. Uh, that's what spirit-filled Holy Ghost people do. They pick up revelation from the Holy Spirit. And he says, for these people, their heart is wax gross. So the heart is full of pride. It's full of you know, I know it all. It's full of, I got this. It's full of, you know, show us a sign. Show us, prove it to us over and over again. You know, he says their heart is wax gross. Their eyes are dull of, their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they've closed. Lest at any time. Now this can be changed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears should understand with their heart and be converted and I should heal them. So that is the five-step process to receive the total of your healing. All your symptoms go away. Everything's all good. It's a process of seeing, hearing, understanding being converted and being healed so so we we sit under the word and we listen to tapes and we meditate on the word and the symptoms persist amen what's what's going on well there's a process of conversion that's going on on the inside of your soul your soul has to be fully persuaded of the truth of god's word Partial persuasion won't do it. Partial persuasion, your your symptoms may leave for a minute, but then you start thinking again, they come right back again. You ever been like that? It's like a, a, a trap door. The, the 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 trap gets sprung by an errant thought, or the trap gets sprung by something somebody comes up and tells you about some new of drug or some new treatment or some new this or some new that you need to do this and you need to do that all that kind of stuff and so you know a lot of times people they're they're into people are now into a lot of uh homeopathic medicine that it 
comes it gets popular and then it goes out of popularity big pharma fights it (laughs) even though there's not a whole lot of power there you understand what i'm saying they'll say well you need this mineral and that mineral and this supplement and that supplement people are selling a lot of supplements and and it's diverting people from their confidence in the word of god you know because you know you'll see people say things like and it's probably true you know I, I started supplementing my food and i got healthier and and i got rid of all my blood pressure medicines but yeah but you're taking them pills You can just, you don't need a prescription. That's, that's the difference. But they're just as expensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're still dependent on something in the natural for your health. When God has something so much better, he has the word of God. And see, this is what happens many times with us on the road to being converted. There's all kinds of little, you know, traps and snares set in the middle of the road going to get converted amen and and in most of them are 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 you know supplements that that accelerate your metabolism and and you start to lose weight and you feel better and and that's wonderful you know it's great to do that but don't get yourself dependent on something else in the natural and you skip over the word of god the enemy has all kinds of ways to get us ensnared and diverted on the way to conversion you're on your way to being converted to where you only believe the word of god and there there's a snare set for you amen and you see these people and they you know they just kind of you know boy they look good now they've been doing that program and you know they say they gotten rid of all this medicine and that medicine and you know Sometimes God lets you stay on the medicine to show you need to be converted. Because what do we do when we get rid of all our symptoms? We run off and do something. We get out the word. <laughs> you know, we we can tie one on. Even those of us who are, are committed and seasoned and all that, you find yourself with a little extra time. And pretty soon you got some more apps on your TV, you know. You used to have a dumb TV. Now you got a smart one. That TV's smarter than you because it keeps you entertained all day long. It's an outsmarted you because it got you out the word. So he says, when you see with your eyes and hear with your ears, you know, that's Proverbs 4. 20 to 22 my son attend to my word incline your ear to my don't let it depart from your eyes see with your eyes keep it in the midst of your heart hear with your ears amen because it's life and health medicine to your flesh amen same thing he's saying here so this is the process So he tells the disciples this. He said, blessed are your eyes because they see. Why? Because their heart's humble. A humble heart, the pure in heart, will always see God. And your ears, for they hear. How can he tell their eyes see and their ears hear? They follow him. 
following Jesus is your biggest indicator that you're on the right road, that your eyes are seeing correctly and your ears are hearing correctly. And he says, for truly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see those things that you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. So in other words, you're coming into a better covenant now with God. See, you're coming. We're in a covenant now where we can receive the word of God, meditate on it, get understanding on it. And then it brings life and health to us and to others as well. The others that you pray for get the same benefit of life and health from your conversion in the word where that's all you believe. Amen. You don't entertain a thought of anything else, but you totally believe what you what you hear and, and what you read in the word of God. So so in in Luke chapter 22, you there's another example of what conversion does for us. And verse. 31 start there the lord says simon simon behold satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but i have prayed for you that your faith would not fail and when you are converted strengthen your brethren amen when you're converted strengthen See, we have no permission to try and minister to anybody unless we 100% believe what we say. You can't go up to nobody with a guess and a maybe. and <laughs> The devil will shoot holes in that. People here, and sometimes he'll, he'll set you up with somebody who'll try and steal it from you. Question you a million times over with the same question. Well, what about this and what about that? What about this and what about that? If you're not converted, you get sifted. Huh? That's true. So sometimes we need to learn how to speak by unction. Wait for God to open a door of utterance for you. Trust me, when you're ready, that door will fly open. He's not holding you back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're all full of faith and power, and he just got a harness on you because... For whatever reason, it's hard for him to get laborers to, to, you know, fully equip themselves so that when you get out there, you stay out there. I know so many people. I got a ton of business cards people give me years ago. Yeah, God told me to do this and do that. You don't even know where those people are. Phone number been disconnected. Well, anyway. So Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father praying for us so our faith will not fail. Amen. So it's all about faith and conversion are tied together in a way where they work hand in hand. So the greater your faith is developed, the more your soul is converted. You got me? The stronger you believe something in an unwavering fashion, 
the more adamant you are about it so that when people can start saying things to you, you don't even consider them. You know, you don't listen to everything everybody questions. You, you understand? Your your heart is fixed. Your your thoughts are, are trained to to kick out anything that's contrary to God's word. So you're locked in in your faith. Amen. So when you're converted, your faith will not fail. Amen. It will not fail in that thing. So when when we understand God's ways and we understand what God has done for us, then we can strongly get the benefit of the covenant that we have with him. Amen. So it's very, very important for us that we stay with the things of God and allow that conversion process to take place where your soul, your heart is fixed. Your soul isn't conjuring up anything to to challenge it too much. You understand you don't entertain a lot of error. You consider not a lot of things that you used to consider, used to think, well, suppose that is right. You know, when you're converted, you kick that stuff out before it's the supposed stage. You don't suppose anything. Amen. Because you, you let the Holy Spirit help you see how it registers on the inside with him if it don't register you kick it out amen you don't have to consider everything somebody says to you you know half of our conversations with people are our warfare setups anyway you know they come to steal kill and destroy you know the enemy will steal from anybody he can so in luke let me see if i want to i think i want to do luke chapter eight back up a little bit and talk about the woman with the issue of blood and how she was converted. Amen. So in conversion, you are seeking to deal only give your full attention to the things of the spirit and not anything in the natural realm. Amen. So so here's her process in Luke eight, start in verse forty three. It says, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living on physicians. So if she wasn't in faith for them helping her, what was she doing? Keep going back. So you keep going back because that's where your faith is. Faith without works is dead. Let me show you where my faith is by what I do. What you do with your time shows you where your faith is. I mean, it's a dead giveaway, folks. So he says here, she'd spent all her living on physicians, neither could be healed of any. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately the issue of her blood ceased. Now, that's not the one I want. Let's go to, there's Mark chapter 5. I want the Mark chapter 5. It gives a little more detail about how she was converted. That's what we want to find out. When people get stuff, it's because they've been converted, folks. She just didn't get that because she showed up at the right place at the right time by accident. So uh, Mark 5 and starting at 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, had suffered many things of many physicians, spent all she had, was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. 
when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And immediately Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Disciples said, You see the multitude and you ask who touched me? He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Be whole of your plague. So so this is the process, folks, of conversion. This lady at one time believed in physicians. She believed in pills, doctors, treatments, like many of us. When you're in the world and you don't know God, you believe what you think is going to help you. When you come into Christ, though, you come into the conflict of, do I trust God or I continue to trust in the natural? This is everybody's conflict. I don't care what issue it's in. If it's in health, if it's in finances, if it's in your family, if it's in anything, your marriage, your job, whatever it is, you will have this conflict of doing things the same old way and Xing God out because you don't want him in your money. You don't want him in your business. You don't want him in your this. You don't want him in your that. You understand what I'm saying? So much of what we need, you know, much of our conversion or, or our our opportunities to grow come through some kind of clash and conflict where same old, same old ain't cutting it. And so God somehow has cut our pathway off to the same old, same old, or we get frustrated trying to make it work. And we know it's not made right here because I can't get my same stuff to work like I used to get it to work. See, I'm trying to get this healing from the doctors, and now, you know, they don't seem to be able to get me beyond a certain point with this. It looks like I'm going to be stuck here for a while. And so that, and I believe what happens when you get born again, you have a real experience where God moves in. And if you have somebody big living anywhere in your house, you're going to know they're there. Somebody going to come down every morning and want something for breakfast. They're going to look in your refrigerator. They're going to make some kind of demands on you. So it's not like God is just in you and you can go on with like he's in there for your, your get out of jail free ticket when you get old and die. It's not what he's in there for. He's in there to give you the purpose for which you were created. He's in there to convert you and change you and bring you out of same old, same old. But see, many times we're afraid to let go of things because we don't trust God. She don't want to let go of what you used to do because, oh boy, if I, if I don't have, if I don't, if I, what do you mean? I've had people tell me, you mean to tell me I can't go to the doctor? I said, I'll tell you that. You can go where you want to go. Huh? You go where you want to go. But if you want God's help, that comes a certain way. Go to the doctor. You think God is scared of your doctor? 
and then the papers they write out for your pills you think god's really scared of that like he can't compete against that and master it and heal you anyway he's not threatened by where you go and he ain't threatened by you going on the internet getting your little fake medical information and trying to sound real smart because you can pronounce your pill took you a year to figure out how to do it but you finally can i mean the generic the generic the the know the the medical one i forget what they i used to know all this stuff i forgot it you know what i'm saying (laughs) so what did this woman do she heard first you got to hear first you will not have faith and you will not please god without hearing the word the gospel so she heard about jesus your ears allow access to god's truth that hearing is very important healing involves attention when you give something your attention you honor it you got me so you have to honor god's word by listening attentively God says, attend to my word, pay attention to me, and don't be distracted and caught up in the world's way of thinking. That's Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. You can't be involved in the world's way of thinking, doing, and believing. In other words, stay focused on the supernatural, invisible realm and forget about what you see and hear, the natural, in the natural realm. Once she heard she began to process meditate and think about what she was hearing when you meditate on something you begin to evaluate what it means for you personally see there has to be a personal investment in the word of god on your behalf before it becomes a part of you and before you be converted this word comes to you to help you to think like god to talk like god to act like god to be who he created you to be your son and a daughter of god act like it so hear the word meditate on the word take it in for you oh that's what that means well i was thinking so and so well, i'm gonna stop thinking like that huh this is how you get converted you drop the old for the new you don't go back anymore to pick that up so conversion begins when you hear the word of god how do you hear do you hear and then give up or turn away from the truth oh you hear familiar scripture when you and you relax instead of saying i'm hearing this again god why (laughs) see that'll mess your head up because you'll think about all the times you relax when you hear familiar scripture or you don't pay as attention to it. I got cured of that. I remember, uh, uh, I think it was Robert Lairdon gave a testimony about, he said, yeah, you know, we all used to talk about <laughs> Brother Hagen. He's probably most complained about because he stuck with what God gave him to preach. 
and he didn't make apologies for it and he just he said just seems like whatever i start preaching on i get around to mark eleven twenty three, and people would go oh boy you know all the little know-it-all students you know just graduated with their two-year diploma from rama you know and out to conquer the world and they don't have time to come back for a camp meeting yeah, he's just going to tell them same old stories over and over again a lot of them admit that they thought you know what do you think the devil's going to do in your brain when you have to discipline yourself and maybe admit to yourself that you didn't get all you were supposed to get at this the last time or it wouldn't be coming up again So you need to be even more attentive when you hear it the umpteenth time. You know, you need to be even more attentive. God, there's something else you need me to get from this. You know, I know Pastor Barb's a little strange about some stuff, but she she wouldn't be saying this over and over again. You know, she pretty much is anointed. She follows what you, you know. (laughs) If a minister helps you one time, that means God's using them to help you every time you show up there. Huh? So do you hear and then give up or turn away from the truth? It's very important how you hear, how you position yourself under the word. Cynics make light of the word instead of receiving it as the bread of life. It's what we eat to receive life eternal. So you eat the word of God to receive eternal life. I remember Robert said he had heard that scripture. He said he was an adult and and had his own ministry. He said, I went over to one of Brother Hagin's. He said, when I left that meeting that night, I owned that scripture. That's conversion. See, he admitted he'd been using it in in his own way and had been working for him some. But when he left, he was different. He was converted. He knew that was a no-fail scripture for him in his life. And how many people are sitting up there in those same meetings trying to look like they got it all together? And they're worried about, instead of paying attention to the word that's being bred, they're worried how they're going to get their ministry off the ground. And how they're going to get a bigger mailing list than brother so-and-so has. and All the stuff that you see faith brings about, they don't have it yet. Instead of focusing in on, maybe I've been missing something all the times I've been coming in here. Amen? Just a thought. Amen? So how you hear determines if you will hold on to the word or hold on to what you currently believe, some contrary thought. The word works in the invisible realm. So stay out of the visible. Amen? To validate your faith, whether you believe it or not, has nothing to do with what's visible right now around you. You believe for the invisible. And your faith will continue to carry it over into the visible realm. So your faith has to get to the point where it can yank it across that line from glory to where you live from glory to your garage from glory to your bank account from glory to you understand what i'm saying so it it depends on how you hear amen
In the matter of healing, you must believe what God says about healing, period. And that is by his stripes you were healed. You're not trying to get God to heal you to believe. You've got to believe first. He told Mary at Lazarus' tomb, he said, I told you, if you believed, you would see. Not if you see first and then you believe. What did she say to Jesus when when he came to the tomb? And he said, he asked her, he said, do you believe that, that, you know, I can do this? And and that he said, do you believe your brother will rise again? She told him two things. She said, number one, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. So she believed in the past. She tried to get Jesus to think she used to believe he was going to get healed. Well, she didn't believe that either. You know, it's always too late or too early for some people's faith. See, your faith cannot be in the past. It's got to be in the now. I have it now. And you cannot be talked out of it. No matter what symptom comes up, no matter what new development comes, it looks like it's progressing and getting worse. You have to believe now. So what does she tell him? She said, well, if you had been here. So she's blaming him. No faith whatsoever. She's waiting for Jesus to show up and then she could believe after he does something. So he doesn't show up and the brother dies. And he says, and he asks her again, and she says, oh, yeah, I believe he'll be raised up in the last day when everybody gets raised up. Off in the future. So where's where's your faith at for now? She has none. If she did, Lazarus would have been alive. He never would have died. Come on, y'all. People that gather around the sick. If you want somebody to live, live, you better keep clear that room out. Because when they start showing up and you ain't seen them in 30 years, this isn't, you know, people just don't visit you for no reason. The devil buys plane tickets just like, huh? And they stand around in unbelief and doubt and speak it. And pretty soon that person is no more. People come and sit at your bedside and want to rub your hand. That's not laying on a hands ministry. Well, anyway. You understand what I'm saying? And you shouldn't be wanting people to rub you and console you. You don't need that, huh? You need the anointing to break that yoke and get you get you up out of the throes of death. You should at least try to live to see what God might do with you for the rest of your life. You got me? So how you hear determines if you will hold on to the word. Or hold on to what you currently believe. The word is the invisible realm. Amen. 
You have to believe that you are currently healed and say, I have it now. I am healed now. It's a matter of faith and all things are possible to him who believes. So there's nothing your faith won't bring into your life if you stand pat on it. Amen. We must believe that healing is paid for by the atonement, not by you believing and not by your reading and not by your confessing. It's paid for already by the blood of Jesus. So there's nothing hindering you from believing. If you believe it's paid for, then it's yours. If I came up to you and said, I said, Miss Nola, somebody told me that you you had a a a, a a need somebody well well i called them and paid for it i put some money in your cash app huh you're not gonna sit up there and say no you didn't huh you're gonna believe that with everything that's in you well we the same thing with anything else you need from god your health your finances anything it's paid for so so and it's paid for by his blood not by you're doing anything you can't pay for this. You're not qualified to pay for it. Amen. They don't take your credit card at this place. Huh? <laughs> it's true. They ain't going to take it. You can't help yourself here. All you can do is believe. That's how you help yourself, by your believing. And then do the corresponding action to your faith. Amen. You are redeemed from the curse. You need to know that sickness is part of the curse of the broken law. You cannot be sick because you're redeemed. Amen. You've been bought out of that power. Sickness has no more power over you anymore. We put up with a lot of things instead of commanding them to leave. Amen. If if you know somebody something doesn't belong to you or somebody has no authority in your life, you don't listen to them. You make them go somewhere. Symptoms are the same way. You don't have to listen to that. Amen. Jesus owns healing. It won't come through anybody else. Himself took our infirmities. He took them away. So if he took them, he owns healing. He took sickness away. And he owns healing. He took our infirmities. He is the only one qualified to heal because he paid for it. He redeemed us out of the power of sickness, sin, and death. He did this for everybody. All who believe. Healing is no such thing as somebody can't be healed. Amen. If they will listen and open up their heart and open up their, their ears to hear the word, they can be healed. This will work for anybody. Healing is a provision of our covenant, of God's covenant with man. Amen. You have no covenant without shed blood. Once blood is shed, then you have a covenant. A bloodless covenant is what heathens have and cults have. You know, everybody who doesn't believe in the cross, they have what I call a bloodless covenant which means it's not eternal. They they get sick, they get broke, they get everything else that we are redeemed from. 
Amen. But it's the blood that ensures and guarantees our receiving everything, that everything is for us and free for us. You don't have to pay anything. Just believe. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God. Set yourself to hearing God's word and God's word alone. Amen. And then your faith will grow. Don't fight with everything you see in the scriptures because you you think it's going to obligate you to do something. It will. But before you know it, you'll be doing it. You know, I call it the sneaky effect of the word (laughs) or sneaking faith in. Amen. Amen. I remember God God gave me a word of knowledge at at one of the conferences because I was looking at it. Everybody seemed like everybody started complaining about swollen feet. And and so I I said, well, Lord, do something about these feet. And the Lord told me, he said, tell them they're not going to have swollen feet anymore. And 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 I I said that, and people started telling me my feet went down, my feet went down, my feet went down. And then somebody told me they said, you know, my feet puffed up again the other day. She said, but they went down again already. And and I was telling the Lord, I said, well, Lord, that was so so good that everybody seemed to receive that word. I said, that's you know wonderful. He said, I have my ways. He said, I I give you a sneaky word sometimes. He said, I sneaked that in there before anybody's mind comprehended it and did with unbelief and shut it down. I said, thank you, Jesus. Can we have more of that? <laughs> Amen. So so it, it's it's a good thing. How many of you used to have them swollen feet and they don't swell anymore? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> but that's the power of the word. When it's believed, God wanted you healed so bad, he He sneaked it in there before you had a, a chance to fight it, you know, with because it's always been that way. Amen. Amen. The parable of the sower tells us the types of, of uh, ground or the condition of your heart is very important in in whether or not that word gets planted in you and faith begins to rise up in you amen so so there are three different kinds of soil we Jesus talked about how different things can come and choke your faith out and choke the word out so that the word isn't productive for you so it's important to allow yourself to keep a pure heart before God so that that word can always have have room to grow and nourishment to grow in. So when you start planting the word of God in your heart for whatever you want, if you're praying for for a, a better job or a, a, a good marriage and or or a, a, you know finances to flourish or success in school, whatever it is, let your heart start to really believe it. Don't let your mind start. I'm not, I'm not going to go, I, I, you know, okay, yeah, well, it's okay, you know, yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't Mickey Mouse, you know, grab onto that word and say, God, I want that. Amen. I want that. That's mine. It belongs to me. You gave it to me. Amen. You gave it to me. Amen. Don't let the me part of you snuff the word out. You know that part of you that always feels like yeah, I never get nothing and nobody wants me and nobody loves me and you know kill him or her you know kill that thing 
should have been dead already but you know the dead rise up in us sometimes <laughs> keep popping up amen so guard your heart you know a proverbs 4 tells you guard your heart diligently don't let anything errant come in there don't let bitterness and unforgiveness start creeping it'll choke the life out of every good thing that god wants to do you know we think it's okay to be angry at some people you know you just want to have a little something evil to nurse i don't know what it is but a little demon you want to pet take care of but you gotta let him die you got me that thing will kill it kill everything good that god wants to do in in you amen and and so when when you understand that it's your heart condition that helps your faith makes your faith strong or makes it quit the minute some opposition comes you want that faith to remain strong so you know in in mark eleven twenty four it tells you if you have anything against anybody, forgive them, or your father won't forgive you if you're not forgiven by God, there's no righteousness to cause your faith to grow, so you don't want to be like that. you want to have righteousness in your heart at all times and let your faith abound and let it get strong, so you have to have a receptive heart for the word to be planted in amen, a receptive heart. So we don't we don't have different kinds of soil for different things we need. You got one heart, one spirit, and you want to keep it free of anything that would hinder your faith from growing. Amen. Uh, you know, don't compartmentalize your faith. You know, I can believe for this, but I can't believe for that. Quit saying that. You, your faith is faith. Why Why are you so different? You understand what I'm saying? You just don't release it in all situations. Don't keep your faith locked up over here for this. And I'm going to take it out real special because I want this real special over here. Use your faith all the time. Amen. You don't need nothing. Steal something from the devil anyhow. He ain't got no business with it. Amen. So we hear with our eyes, see with our eyes, hear with our ears. When you get a clear vision from God's word, your eyes begin to come into focus and you can begin to visualize what it is that you are asking God for. Amen. If it's health, visualize yourself with with, you know, not needing assistance when you get up or go up the stairs or, or something like that. Start visualizing yourself, but but don't pretend. Let it come up through the word of God and let that because you're wanting to visualize it anyway. You ever have something that's real pleasant and nice start you start focusing on that and then something in your brain shuts it down and says, nah that's not for you amen that that's that's that that's that old old man the natural man wants to kill it before it even gets birthed right so you have to make him leave your stuff alone say no 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 you ain't killing this you ain't killed enough of stuff in my life amen I'm holding on to this because this came from me meditating on the word. God wants me to have this. He's given it to me already. And I'm going to have my stuff. You're not taking this from me again. You understand? And so many times we'll, we'll think people are working against us. We'd rather blame another human being than take responsibility for uh, it ourselves. You understand what I'm saying? You did that to you. 
Because that little demon's been talking to you since you was in the third grade. He ain't going to never mount to you. You can't study. Look at you sitting down there. You think them words. You going to pronounce that great big word. You don't even know what it means. All them ignorant devils is mean. Anybody that's ever teacher that's ever talked wrong to you and talked down to you has got an ignorant devil. Huh? They probably, you ever ask them how'd you get through college? Cheated their way through. They had 15 boyfriends they slept with and all of them helped them with a different subject. I'm going to take a drink after that. How's that, Poppy? Was that on the nose? They they try to act like they don't know what I'm talking about. You done all had dumb teachers. They just managed to come out with a piece of paper. You don't know how they got it yet. You don't let them ignorant and dumb and, and retarded and can't learn devils stay on you. If it's humanly possible, you can learn it. Because you can do all things, all things that humans can do through Christ who strengthens you. Don't be afraid of, you know, a book or (laughs) biology, anything. Amen. Don't be scared of nothing. Just go, God, you put me here and I know you're going to help me. So show me what I need to do. Amen. So you let that, let the ground of your heart stay pure. Don't you dare hold on to any grudge or any, or nurse something somebody did mean to you and keep feeding on that all day long and like it's all day sucker or something like that. Leave that stuff alone. Amen. See with your eyes of faith what you hear. Uh, forms a, a, a mental internal image of what God has for you. So you want your ears to be filled with what God's going to do for you and already done. You want you, you, it's coming. It's being formed. Whatever you want to say about it, but you have it already. You're not waiting on it to appear. You have it already. So if you have it already, it's being formed on the inside of you. You just getting, getting, God's just getting your attention to show you what it looks like. Huh? Little bit here and there. Amen. I remember when I was, I had asked God to give me my, my car. And y'all know I don't buy no whole lot of cars. You understand what? They don't have to be new. They just have to be from God. Hey! To kill that poverty devil and that pride devil and all that nonsense. I've had them for years, and they run just as good after 15 years as they did brand new. I don't know the difference. All I know is mine, and it's paid for, and ain't nobody coming to repo it. <laughs> I'll have to hide from nobody. Where are you going to hide a car? You can't put it under your bed. They know they're going to get it back if you default. I don't even go there. I remember I was telling God, I said, God, well, I think I know what I wanted. I had to go from a sedan to a SUV. And them things is big. If you don't think they big, you get one for the first time and see how big it is. And it seemed like the more I thought about it, the bigger it got. So I told God, I said, listen, God, whatever you send me is okay. And so I remember seeing a vision of the, the, the car that I have now driving up in my driveway 
And when that guy delivered it, I took a video of it, and it's the same thing that played in my mind. You got me? So that was my car. I said, well, God, if you got it here, I said, maybe you can show me how to drive it. I didn't even know how to get up in it. Tuck, stop, stop, drop, and roll. Is that how you get in there? It took me about a month to get up in there, you know, and, and do it the same way all the time. It was like, ooh, I'm too old for this. <laughs> You know, you do 15 running starts, and then I don't even know if I get in the right, but I'm in there. You understand? Next thing is, can I get it out of here without bumping into something? No, I couldn't. I did bump. So don't judge me. Judging me. Almost wrecked the, <laughs> the back door, you know, the door that comes up. I had something behind it, and I heard something go crunch. I said, oh, Lord, what is that? Get out of here, devil. It's me not knowing that, you know, it just took some some doing. And so I began to understand that God will give you the desires of your heart, even if your brain has not computed it yet. You ever been there? Yeah. You will see something and you say, oh, that's mine. How did I ever get into this? You know, God, how are you going to help me with this? And he he did. Amen. He did. And so now it's just easy for me to 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 work with it. But it was a challenge at first. But see, your faith will command things from the realm of the spirit into the natural that your natural man cannot compute, comprehend or even deal with. How many of you are have accomplished something and you still sit back and think sometimes, man, how did I, I you know, I still can't believe God got me through that. Amen. So and that's the part. Amen. That's the part of you that God wants to convert. He wants your whole spirit, soul, mind and body to come into a line so that you can easily now begin to receive as a whole person. You can easily begin to receive things from God without this thing up here fighting it all the time and challenging it. And you got to wrestle your brain down and make it behave. You know, when your soul's converted, your mind thinks like Christ all the time. There's no carnality there to hinder what God wants to do. And it happens in stages. You'll have some areas where it'll almost be like a gift for you. It, it's free. You know, you don't struggle. You don't put up any any contest or anything. You just let it go and say, well, God, thank you for blessing me. And I thank you that my needs are met. And it just rolls in. You just stay obedient to God and it'll roll into your life. There are some things you might have to struggle for a little bit. But when you get converted, you have seen with your eyes, you've heard with your ears, you understand with your heart, you're converted and you're healed. So that physical elimination of all symptoms, physically, getting rid of all your pills, all of that stuff comes once your soul is flipped over and you only believe the word of God. Like if, if you have a pain, you pay no attention to it. You take no thought. Amen. You consider not. You stagger not. When you see what God's going to do for you and the extent to what he's going to do, you don't stagger about it for the longest time. And so these things will happen when you are converted and then the healing totally manifests. You're healed now by faith if you receive it. You'll tell God, Father, I receive it now. I'm healed now. 
and don't think about what it looks like, how you feel, what the pills are, any of that. I'm healed now. And just stand on that. And then as you begin to meditate on the word and get stronger in it, little by little symptoms will drop off. This will leave. That will leave. That will leave. That will leave. And more will come to you. But it is a process. But it is worth every single thing that you have to pay to get it. Because nothing can hinder faith. There's no law against righteousness. It's an unstoppable. That's why the devil fights you so hard to get a little something by faith. He'll, he kills babies just because that takes competition from him from, from what he's doing in the world. Every, every human life has potential to stop him. And he knows it. So he'll snuff out life as soon as he can. There's nothing to him to kill something in the womb. Limb by limb, dismember babies. There's nothing to the devil to do that. Because he's holding on to what he's got or trying to. And he does the same thing with us. If He will throw roadblock after roadblock after roadblock in front of you to keep your faith from from manifesting what it is that you're believing God for. But boy, when it comes through. Amen. When it comes through. And stay humble before God. For it to come through, <laughs> every time I see little Howard's post, it, it blesses me. He's got, he knows the key to success. He said, just stay humble. Huh? Just stay humble before God. Just stay humble. He'll, he'll have his little things on there where he's showing what God's doing with him. And then the next one is stay humble. You know, you know, God's checked him. Like he's always been checking it. You understand what I'm saying? And it's okay, son, that's good. I told you to declare what I'm doing in your life and just come on back with me. Stay humble. I'll give you more. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, I thank you for what you're doing in the earth, what you're doing through your people, how you have blessed us, Father. You are a creative God. Whatever we need, you make it for us. You're in the making process even now, Father. And I thank you. I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for for made, 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 made. God is still in the making process is what he's telling me to tell you. Whatever it is that you need, if it's not visible to you, then you can still believe for it because it's in the making. It's in the making in the invisible realm. Don't give up on anything that you're believing God for because he's making it. Amen. He's making it on your behalf. There are rooms in heaven with blessings yet unclaimed. But if you don't feel like that, you know, witness that that's where yours is, understand that he is yet making. Amen. He is a creative God. He will make them again. And again and again and again, everything he does, it is for forever. You can turn it up some, Alicia. Give me a little more volume there. It, 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 it is for forever. Amen. So when we understand that God is going to keep his word in spite of what we think, in spite of what we see, in spite of what obstacle comes forth, then we can receive with joy and gladness everything that God does. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. 
because God is yet processing and making the more for you. More is coming. More is coming. More is coming, says the Spirit. More is coming. More is coming. More is coming. You haven't seen the end of it yet. More is coming, says the Lord. More is coming. More is coming, says the Lord. Open the door of your heart. Open your ears to hear me better. Open your eyes to visualize what I have for you. Because more is coming. More, more, more is coming. More is coming. More is coming. Father, I curse unbelief in the name of Jesus. Unbelief, the Lord says, pushes the door shut. He says, and I have so much behind the door, unbelief doesn't want you to even think it's there for you, says the Lord. He keeps pushing and pushing and pushing against it. But the Lord says, open your heart, open the door of faith to me. Say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, I receive it. Keep opening up the door of your heart to me, and I will cause unbelief to poof, vanish. Let go of their press against the door, and the door will swing open with every good thing that you could imagine, says the Spirit of the living God. Every good thing. Every good thing. Every good thing. Every good thing. Every good thing, says the Lord. Every good thing. Every. Every. I said every. Yes, even that, says the Lord. Every. Every good thing. Every good thing. I'm releasing to you now. Let your faith embrace it. Thank me for it. Say, I got it. It's mine. And he can't take it away from me. The evil one touches it not, says the Spirit of the living God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Anybody need prayer? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Anybody need prayer? Come on up and I'll pray for you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
going to pray for people on the internet before we do our declaration. We need to pray in agreement for our friend Karen Gould. Um, she was having difficulty breathing and she went to the hospital. So we're going to release the healing power of God to her right now. Father, we thank you. Everybody who needs healing, touch your screen because the power of God is here. We're going to break the yoke and continue to put pressure on the yoke until it collapses and you receive your healing. So, Father, we thank you that by the stripes of your son Jesus, we are healed. And I say, receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. Yoke break by the power of the anointing. Let these people go free. And, Father, I thank you that their health will spring forth speedily from this day forward for this moment right now. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise God. We got everybody? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, we'll do our declaration. I don't have Rona, and she don't have me. I can't get Rona, and she can't get me. And I thank you, Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Devil. 